Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential Podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential Podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're talking to some of my favorite people. Why? Who are those people? They're authors, and you know I love talking to them not only about their books, but also about why they write their books. And my guest today, I believe we are going to have a fascinating conversation, and it's really going to be one I think we're all going to want to lean into. So Betsy Cerullo is the founder of AdNet and AccountNet, Inc., which is a Baltimore-based company with a powerful mission of being advocates for workplace excellent and excellence in equality. Now, Advent is a professional staffing and executive search firm, and they're focused on providing exemplary human capital management services to government and corporate clients throughout the U.S. Now, she's also the co-founder and past president of the Maryland LGBT Chamber of Commerce and the Maryland LGBT Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit entity working in partnership with the Maryland LGBT Chamber. Now, this foundation works to, now just listen to this because it's going to feel so powerful, to activate, educate, and mobilize the LGBTQ plus community to access opportunity and wealth generation. Yes, she's talking about paying it forward in a big way. Now, she's a passionate activist pushing for equality and equal rights for women and all diverse groups, and is the author of a couple books. The first one, love this title, Shake It Off Leadership, Achieving Success Through the Eyes of Our Labels, and also a children's book. I want to talk about this one too, Miss Crabapple and Her Magical Violin, which tells a story of how the quietest child in the group can light up dreams if only we take the time to ask some questions. And joining me today is Betsy. I can't wait to talk to you. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I can't wait to talk about your books. But before we get to your books, I know we hit a lot of the highlights of your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how what you do helps us all to shock our potential. Well, the core of what I do is at an account net. So in professional staffing and executive search, shock your potential is really perfect because a lot of times when we're working with, with people and with companies to identify talent, we're interviewing people in a way that's helping them bring out the best in them. So there's a lot of times, I think we all know, except for those of us who've had businesses for a long time like me, um, going out on interviews can be a little intimidating. Mm -hmm. So we're guiding people on how to really showcase who you are and bring out what you've done to, to be able to highlight your potential. And sometimes for especially those candidates that are on the shy side, we have to mm -hmm. lovingly shock them to show their potential. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's so true. And the world of interviewing is different today. In fact, my husband yes. normally works from home on Fridays. 
Um, but he went into the office today just to conduct a Zoom interview um, because he's like, you know, it still looks better for me to be sitting at my desk in my office. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, but there there are differences today with how we show up for these interviews, obviously how our work lives look too. But, you know, it can be really daunting to people, even if they've gotten used to a lot of Zoom meetings. Yeah, you know, for instance, if you look behind me, I'm not at my office, but that is my office. And on a beautiful dusk fall day, and it's certainly not fall right now, um, <laughs> but it, it's, you know, we've learned to do some things different virtually, but we have also found that we still have to really guide people on how to dress, even though from the waist up, they're supposed they need to be professional. Sometimes people think, well, I can be more relaxed because I'm a virtual. No, mm-hmm. you can't, because I find that we're looking for different things. And, and I, I think in a, a even more intentional way, virtually, so we don't miss anything that, we, that you might see if you're a person. Right. Absolutely. Actually, it was, it reminds me of when um, during the pandemic, I was doing a whole bunch of media interviews and it was funny because I was talking about people actually trying to get back in the workforce or, mm-hmm. you know, what if I was laid off during uh, COVID and now I want to come back. And I, one of the people who was interviewing me, he said, you know, Michael, I know you love your shoes, but you know, what's on, what, what's on your feet today. And I was able to pull up my shoe and show him. And I said, see, even today doing this interview, I'm doing this. However, I also, uh, you know, uh, told tattled on myself this morning when you and I started and yes, I've got my crappy little slippers that I'm doing while I'm doing a podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> and I have no shoes on right now and it feels <laughs> blissful. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. When you show up for an actual job interview, whether it's in person or virtual, that whole like head to toe thing is really important yes. because it puts you in the right mindset. Right, right. And there's certain times when I have uh, certain corporate meetings that are virtual, because we're also a federal government contractor. I am dressed up from head to toe. Now, the, the person on the other end can't see everything mm-hmm. I'm wearing, but I feel good. It's a different... It's a different persona. It just empowers me. So, you know, through there got to a point at the beginning of COVID after like the first two months, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to start getting dressed again because I feel better. So I'm a little casual today because it's it's Friday casual (laughs) day for me. So um, but it makes me feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the joy of doing podcasts is that you can be a little more casual because hopefully the podcast is, and definitely what I try and achieve with mine is, is a really great conversation, you yes. know, that makes you want to lean in and listen to it. And that means that we're comfortable as we do it. And, and it's, and it comes through with that. But so I have a question then for you. So what, what are you seeing? I get a lot of questions from people about, you know, the great resignation or the great reconciliation or the great whatever. We've got so many names going on out there. Um, but I do see that there's one of two things happening. Either we've got, you know, organizations where a lot of people are jumping in and out, mm-hmm. or you have people that are holding still and not taking this opportunity also to try and ask different questions about their workplace environment or, you know, so you have the people are like, okay, screw it. I'm going to jump for the next thing that looks great. And you have other people like, I don't want to ask any questions because I don't want to lose my job. What are you seeing from your perspective of people 
and businesses and their desire to, you know, use this time to really either solidify relationships with their current people that are great or that are saying, hey, it's time for us to maybe shake up what we're doing or who we're trying to attract. Do you see anything happening in those realms? I do. I see a lot. And when I think of the terminology and the, you know, the, I'll say the media captions out now, I believe that it is more of a great reconciliation mm-hmm. because the resignations have occurred. A lot of the resignations have a, are occurring in the hospitality industry, which mm-hmm. people are saying, I don't have to do it that way anymore. And even in corporate America, if, if, companies are not offering flexibility if they haven't figured out how to how to re retweak their workforce then people are leaving yeah so i i think we're all we're all taking a deeper dive into what work looks like i know i have i my role typically has been on the road a lot and that gets tiring yeah So we're all discovering that we can do business differently. My team is very, very effective and actually prefers being remote Mm -hmm. because we're more focused. So I think it's smart that individuals do ask questions. Now there's always going to be fear. There just, there just is because if you're, if you feel some kind of trepidation in your workforce or you're seeing behaviors from leadership, that were questionable pre-COVID, more than like, yeah, more than likely they're just going to put on different color lipstick now and still be questionable. So people don't want to lose their jobs, so they're afraid. But I think that that there are ways that people can ask the probing questions that may not put somebody on the defensive, just Mm -hmm. so they can come to the table to extract some more information that helps them. Yeah. Yeah, but it takes confidence, you know, like shock your potential. It takes, you know, if you have someone that's afraid, no matter, no matter what the venue is, they're still going to be afraid to ask some questions. So that's where we have to, you know, lovingly coach them. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. This is a a time when uh, business leadership also needs to say, what, what are we what are we wanting our people to do? What what do we really envision for our company? What do we have to have? You know, because there are some companies obviously that need to still have in-person work for the majority of the time, but there's others that it is a lot more flexible. We've proven as a world, as a global world, that we can work remotely. And we've proven that there's a lot of benefits and very few people, I would say, really take advantage of that. I mean, in like taking negative advantage of their company. I think a lot of them have learned how to take advantage of it positively for themselves and their outputs. But it does mean that we have to ask questions because we're never going to go back to the way it was before. Um, And because people just don't want that anymore. I mean, the the whole idea of the great reconciliation is really understanding, I think, what we want individually and for our businesses, but also to be brave enough as business leaders to, to recognize that asking questions Mm-hmm. Um, and not making assumptions is really, really important. Correct. And and also with the way the workplace is, we have to just, you know, we have to take some more risks as mm-hmm. leaders. Yeah. Uh, we have to try. I mean, my work culture is fantastic. It is that way because of a group of all of us made it that way. You know, mm-hmm. when we had someone come on the team that there were some... Uh, 
behaviors of concern or toxicity, either we had to have conversations with that person or they didn't last long. Yeah. So they didn't last long on staff. So, but it takes years to develop that culture. And, and my company's 32 years old. It's gone from up and down, up and down. And part of that was my own maturation as yeah. a leader. So, yeah. but I'd have to say the past 10 years have been consistently with a really solid culture that just keeps growing. But that takes a lot of work. It's not just it to is. say, hey, I want a healthy culture. It takes a lot of work. To do that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's harder work too when you have, um, you know, all or a vast majority of your business or even a small portion that's hybrid or remote because mm -hmm. creating culture is different. My entire team is based in Kenya. And, you know, so I haven't even physically met most of them. In fact, I haven't met any but one of them physically. Um, we were supposed to do that in 2020. That didn't happen. But one of the things that I've been developing now that I have people with a couple years tenure with me is the sense of, you know, we really believe in creating a positive, productive, and profitable workplace. So the last year we've been working a lot on the on the um, positive and, and productive. And now I'm moving them through what does it mean to be profitable? And what does your job mean in the profitability? And how can you take some ownership of that and feel pride that you're also delivering, even if you're not responsible for a sale, for instance, mm -hmm. but you are a part of the process. How do you have pride in that, in that whole piece? But you're right. It takes, it takes a lot of, a lot of, of thought and it takes a lot of time and effort. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's worth it. But, you know, I think sometimes leaders, it's, they think it's easier to, well, we'll deal with that later. We'll mm -hmm. sweep that on the rug. Let's let's not let's not deal with this now. And, and look, I know when you have a lot of moving parts, you have to pick and choose what to work on. But mm -hmm. what we've learned is if we don't deal with it pretty quickly, it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. So even when we have, you know, we have contractual staff, so we have different contracts going on and we stay in touch with people because as soon as you hear an, you know, an inkling of something not good, we need to handle it. Otherwise right. it explodes, right. inevitably yeah. it explodes. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we will be right back. Do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors, and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then Shock Your Media Potential is for you. This one-of-a-kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host, Eddie Luisi, known as stage manager to the stars, and also stage manager for Good Morning America, we have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. 
To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. And we are back with Betsy Cerullo and Cerullo, not Cerullo, Cerullo. And uh, I want to talk about, I want to dive into your book. I know you have two, so I definitely want to hear about our little Miss Crabapple as well. But let's talk about this newest book that you launched um, and why it was so important for you to write it. I want to learn a little bit about it. But, you know, I find that, you know, when we, when I interview authors and I say, you know, what, what was that? why did that book have to come out of you? I have so much fun and I just really love it with the title, Shake It Off Leadership, because I think it's such a great visual, but tell us a little bit about the book, but also tell us about why you felt compelled to bring this to the world. I started to want to write it within the past five to eight years. Mm -hmm. So at that time, being in my fifties, I had a lot more confidence to, to tell some of the real stuff mm-hmm. and didn't have the fear of what other people would think. Not that once the book came out, they yeah, I wonder how so-and-so might feel. Gee, are they going to think that? But <laughs> it's just like, after a while, you just have to say, this is it. This is, this is what happened for me. And there needed to be more books written by women on leadership on the shelves, whatever, whatever it's a physical shelf or an Amazon or audible shelf, whatever shelf it is, we need to tell more stories because if this world is going to change, we have to give the up and coming generations, the roadmap, whether, you know, some may want to read it, some may not, but to put it out there, here's what some of our experiences were, and you don't have to take that crap, right? And so you don't have to wait 10, 20 years like I did to be able to speak out more. You can start doing it now because the world is setting is setting itself up where the younger generations are actually at the forefront making change. Yeah. Even, you know, more so than us. They're 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 fabulous. They're fabulous. So give them the tools and 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 as a as a, a gay woman, um tell tell kids out there here's what i went through you don't have to go through it now mm-hmm. that way so learn from my mistakes and that's really what i wanted to do i wanted to share some of my heartbreaks and so that sometimes you know when people look at us at our age now and they say well how did she get there or i want yeah. what she has well let me tell you there were a lot of tears and lost sleep and sacrifices and financial challenges that occurred that you didn't see, you know, it's absolutely true. And, you know, it's interesting. I do a lot of um, kind of executive presence work with different groups. And one of the things that I always ask people is, is if they've had a mentor and it, and the reason I still ask the question is different than when I asked the question 10 years ago, because I think 10 years ago, you still, there was still kind of a culture of having mentors And now I don't see it as much for a lot of different reasons, partly because we've spent the last three years, you know, kind of transitioning to this remote or hybrid work world, but, but people haven't had the time or the energy to play that role of mentor, but there are so many of us that are trying to mentor through our books and through our messages to share those stories. And, and when we do that, if you, if you read, you can read voraciously Yes. And get a whole bunch of different people's opinions in their life story, very condensed in a way that will make a difference for you. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And I also wanted to teach people that when they are looking for their coaches or their mentors, not everyone's a good fit. Absolutely. Because I certainly had that experience where I saw a coach manipulate and um, I, I, I want to be able to teach people as they're thinking, well, should I have a mentor or a coach? Well, here's the behaviors that you should expect. Mm -hmm. And here's some of the boundaries that shouldn't be crossed. I want them to learn from, from my mistakes. So, um, and mentorship is so important. I can think from the very beginning of my professional life, I had amazing men and women who guided me to to my success and and it was a lot of work because there were I wasn't being coddled because that's not what mentorship and coaching is it was okay this didn't work so we're gonna you know I'm gonna dust you off and throw you back in the ring and that's really what it was about it you know it wasn't so empowering 30 years ago it's like nope get back in and and you had to you had to you had to shake it off Shake it up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. As my husband likes to say, suck it up, buttercup. Well, <laughs> like yeah. I, I hate that statement, but I don't, but I also understand because sometimes you just have to in order to keep going. And other times it's important to stop and you know curl into the fetal position and suck your thumb and cry right. a little bit. That's okay too. <laughs> Boy, sometimes that feels so good. It does. It's really important. You know, and you were talking earlier about you know, uh, traveling and, you know, life prior to the pandemic and, you know, you're traveling all the time and those things, you know, you kind of, there's things like that where you can feel like, oh, I really like this because I'm doing it. And then you stop and you're like, first of all, then you have withdrawal and you're like, you miss it. And then you're like, wait a minute. Oh my God. I've been going so fast the last 25 Mm -hmm. years. I didn't realize that I was exhausted also. And what Mm -hmm. can I do to take care of myself today? That will allow me to shake other things off. Mm-hmm. I felt better once I wasn't on the road, you know, just, just in general, my body felt better. Um, yeah. My work was more productive because I was just more focused because I could see like even the, the times I am going back into the office, that even causes a distraction at, because it's the stop and starts. So my flow has been really good. And I know that for my team, that has a lot to do with the growth that we have been really fortunate to have through COVID. And I am just so grateful for, because I remember in the recession when it went the other way for us and quickly in a bad way. So um, every day I'm grateful, every day. Yeah. And I think that sense of shake it off too is really important. Not that we have to shake off things that really are important. Like if, you know, you have negative workplace environments or you are being discriminated against those things, you know, there's a power to your voice and other things it is important to recognize what you can shake off so that you can not be weighed down by things that really don't matter. Um, But also to learn the flexibility. I mean, my business, you know, stopped on, you know, it was like a train that stopped, you know, immediately because all I had, all I had been doing prior to the pandemic was speaking and training and, you know, getting on an airplane to go somewhere. And then all of a sudden that's done. And I went, well, holy crap. I knew I should have done something else with my business and had other revenue streams, but I didn't. All right. Mm-hmm. So I did curl in the fetal position, stick my thumb in my mouth and cry for a few days. And then I went, mm-hmm. okay, Sherlock, you're going to have to shake it off or else yeah. what are you going to do? You know, you, you have a choice here and you're going to have to let some of those other things, those old dreams go, at least for the short term, 
in order to be able to, to navigate through new waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, you know, I can think of different bodies of work that we had an opportunity to get into through COVID that we didn't really do before. And we'd all get together and say, well, what do you think? And we'd say, you know, we're hearing horror stories out there about other companies. Let's huddle together and figure out how to do it. And, and that's what we would do. So we took some, we took some risks, but there was just such a level of focus again with the, with being remote, it just really expanded, I think, a lot of possibility for us. So interestingly enough, now my corporate workforce is half in Maryland and half dispersed in other states. Mm-hmm. I would not have thought that possible before. So sometimes something pretty tragic has to shake us all up yeah. so we can uh, well, I just, I, I think if I look at something has to really shock our potential to see what we're capable of. So, yeah. you know, and, and that's what it took. That's what it took for me. So talk just briefly about um, your other book, your children's book, because I'm very curious about this. Yes, Miss Crabapples. That came out of a Saturday night story to my granddaughter when she was six years old. She is now 23. Mm-hmm. So every Saturday night when she would stay with us, she'd want a story. So it was my turn that night. And I just kind of made something up rather than reading it to her. And uh, when she went to bed, I came downstairs and I said to my wife, this was a pretty darn good story. I think I'm going to go write it down. <laughs> and it's, it sat for years. And then I finally got it published, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe 2008, 17, 18, something like that. So uh, that's actually starting to get a little life to it because of Shake It Off. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the books just have sat in the closet. So um, I love I love to write and I have a children's novel that I'm just about done with. Because when you write anything for children, you just get to be in that incredible imagination game. And yeah. it's a great place to be. Well, and it's a great, it's a great uh, exercise for adults to get in touch with your inner child and to remember, I mean, especially, it sounds like we have very similar kind of mindset as, as I get older and now my grandkids are uh, about to turn um, eight and six and eight and six, I had to think about it. Yeah. Eight and six, (laughs) (laughs) like they were just seven and five. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) Eight and six, but thinking about all the things you want them to know, you know, ways that you want to make the world easier for them, Mm -hmm. you know, that if possible you can, and the best way to do that is through stories. It is. It is. And, you know, imagine the books that they're going to write going Mm -hmm. through the world as it is now. So there's going to be, you know, um, so our three-year-old grandson, it's amazing. Our son and my daughter-in-law are very progressive in their thinking. So the books that they have for our grandson are stories that my wife and I are like, wow, I wish this stuff was around years ago. You know, it talks about same-sex marriage. Uh, It talks about um, uh, racism or no racism, like how they're writing the stories now where everybody's the same. It is fabulous fabulous to be able to teach your kids this Mm -hmm. so young and so then I think well then maybe we do have a chance because we know that hate is learned 
Yeah, absolutely. We all, we all start with love, but hate is learned. Mm-hmm. But you I put see. more books like that out there, then our, then our grandkids get to have a chance to see what the, what the good conversation is. Absolutely. And find the ways that we're more alike than we are apart. Exactly. Yes. Betsy, I love, I love what you're doing. I, this has been a lot of fun. I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody's like, I don't have time to look up the show notes. I want to find this woman right now. What's the best way for them to reach you? Well, you can do two things. You can go to my company website. That's adnetp 3 the number three.com or my book website, which is betsycerulo.com. I'm on LinkedIn to look for me, happy to connect. And through those websites, there's an email and, and feel free to drop me a line. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yes. Yeah, so for the shake it off side, go to the website because there is a free workbook that you can mm-hmm download. It's a PDF with some very thought-provoking exercises that that you may want to take the time to do for yourself. But, you know, shake it off, be good to yourself, pat yourself on the back, and just never, never, ever give up. I love it. Betsy, it has been an absolute pleasure having you today. Thank you so much for being with us. Same here. Same here, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.